The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self care and mindset resource. If you are listening to this, thank you because you are committed to investing in your own personal growth and development, and I appreciate you being a contributor to this community. My intention is to consistently share valuable information and lessons to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Achieving fulfillment starts with taking the first step and you're doing it. Hey everyone, it's Sydney. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to tune into another episode of the She Did It podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me and I know that you guys are on the road to fulfillment and I hope that I am providing as much value as possible to your life. And if you are enjoying these episodes, please let me know by leaving a review. I would really appreciate it because I love to see your success and I love to see how these episodes are resonating with you and it helps me to develop even better content. So today we are talking about how money doesn't equal happiness, but also knocking down our limiting beliefs to achieve what we want in life. And joining me today is Shadia Jansen. Shadia is truly an inspiration and has a powerful and impactful story. I learned so much from speaking with her, so you guys are definitely going to want to take notes, and I know that you're going to love her. Shadia empowers women to combine one's heartfelt guidance with business strategy to create a successful balance after years of following other people's strategy and society's guidelines, she just felt absolutely stuck and I can totally relate to that. Her business was not growing at the rate she desired and she just didn't feel as fulfilled in life. That's when she was inspired to throw out all of the strategies that she had known, trust herself, her gut feeling, and do things her way. Shadia now resides in her home in Curacao and coaches clients from all around the world, not just to survive, but to thrive in life and their businesses. Her true desire is to see more women empowered to challenge the norm and create a life of freedom. If you are ready to get inspired by her and learn and grow and become fulfilled, then keep on listening and let's dive in. Welcome Shadia to the She Did It podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here today and I've been really excited about recording this episode. Oh, I'm so ecstatic to be here. I can't wait (laughs) to get started. The first time we talked, I felt like we had a really good connection and we it was it was super relatable being able to speak to you and your story was so empowering so I can't wait to share your story with everybody else so can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do oh yeah sure my name is Shadia Janssen I am a business coach from the beautiful island of Curacao in the Dutch Caribbean and what I do is I help other coaches scale their business to $5,000 and beyond. That's amazing. And so how did you get into that? How did it start? What was your, were you always business minded? Like what was your childhood like? Let's go back. Oh yeah. My childhood was, when I think about it, the first thing that comes up is Christianity because I grew up in the church. Um, My dad was a deacon, you know, It was that way. And so everything around our lives was based on that. But it also had, it has a, it's had, it had its negative things in the fact that it was very limiting. Everything was very, felt very rigid in the mindset wise. 
but it also meant that my dad was consistently organizing things and meant that, you know, we were part of organizations and things like that, which felt normal to me. You know, it's not until now that I'm more grown that I'm realizing not everyone grew up organizing that many things and being involved in so many things and knowing audio and knowing video and knowing how to put a group together, how to advertise, like, it was interesting that I learned so much growing up, right? Right, and and you didn't even realize. No, and it wasn't called business, you know, it was called being a Christian, (laughs) basically. And it's now that I, that the dots are connecting and why I am so much into strategy and how to um, mold all that together. But in my journey, I've also learned that strategy and rules and this is how things must be can be such a limitation on your growth. Because right. we, are, we are limitless. We are full of ideas. We are unique. And so if I'm going to try to take what you have learned through your life and fully exactly apply it to my life, it's not going to work because we're two different people. Right. And there's this idea. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I tend to interrupt because I have so many questions. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) No, I said, um, there's this idea that success leaves clues and people get really stuck on that in the sense of let me apply exactly what you did to my thing. And that never works because success leaves clues. They don't leave the exact thing for you to copy paste. Yeah, no, exactly. Where do you think some of these limiting beliefs that have stemmed from? Because so many people believe, you know, okay, this is the path we have to take, but that's not necessarily the right path for everybody. And just because, you know, one path to success works for one person, like it doesn't mean it's going to work for another person. So why do you think that even exists? Well, it exists. Going back to most, the way most people went to school, the the way society is built up mm-hmm. and if we look at schools government and church which are um church or religion let's put religion because some people does not call their <laughs> their house of prayer church but mm-hmm. um these three pillars they really teach us that this is the way right nice. school it's either right or wrong when you do a test, usually there is no in-between. You either wrote that right or wrong. Church, it's usually, or again, religion, this is your way to God, and it's the only way. And government comes with its laws that this is right or wrong. And mm-hmm. we are learn, we are taught right and wrong in every way. So when you now come in and tell me, that I have the path to business or to success, I believe you because my teacher had the path to success. My church had the path to success in the religion type of arena. And the government has the, the way to keep the order or the way to quote unquote make you better. And so that's how you grew up. That's all you know. And you bring that into every single area of your life. And that is what's limiting us. I agree. I think the education system, it's something that I'm really passionate 
passionate about because it is very black and white. And it's like, you know, okay, great. You grew up in a family where you learned all this stuff without even realizing it. I learned a lot about business growing up without even realizing it. But then when you get into the real world, it's like, okay, you still are looking for those teachers or you're still looking for that certain path because we're brought up in a very black and white society all across the world. So how do we break down those barriers and those limiting beliefs? It starts with understanding that we are each unique and starts mm -hmm. once you put that in your mind, then you can start exploring it. And it is a process to shed all that limitations that we grew up with. We can say other people put it on us, but in a lot of ways we put it on ourselves as well, because think about it. If I could follow somebody and they know the answer, it makes life easier for me. I don't have to think. I don't have to puzzle around to find the answer. I don't have to do anything. I just follow your path. So understanding that each of us are unique is the start of it. And then starting to look within to see, you know what? This does not feel correct. I don't sense that this is something right. that I always wanted. It's just something that's been put on me. Right. And you started your own business. So I want what first of all, when did you start your own business? Because starting your own business and doing something for yourself, that's not necessarily the path that we were brought up to take is really scary. It requires more risks. I understand it because I did it myself. But like, what, tell me more about what that journey was like. So you grew up, um, you were, you were surrounded by this system, right? That you then realized it, it, you could apply it to your life. Now you saw the limitations, but you went for it anyways. So what, what was it like creating your own business? And, um, and how, what's your story with that? How did you get past all of those limitations? As I yeah. say, limitations, a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th I feel like I have an inner rebel inside of me that has been that everyone has been trying to tame and including myself for the longest time. And yeah. it kind of burst out on my last year in high school in that I just wanted to help people, period. And mm -hmm. of course, the expectation is to go to college or university somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, but I really just wanted to help people. So I decided... I made a nice presentation for my parents with PowerPoint <laughs> to tell them that I wanted to do go into missionary work with this organization that's called uh, Youth with a Mission. And uh, to my surprise, they were they agreed. They were obviously Christians too, you know, like they want to do good, but they agreed with that idea of, okay, you're going to do this for a little bit and then you're going to go to college, right? I was like, yes, that's the deal. <laughs> but I ended up staying for three years doing missions and met some incredible, incredible people around along the way. One of which was this guy that challenged me. He was like, you could go to school and find a job and have a salary with a limit, or you could build a business and be limitless. Ooh, I like how you put that, or how he and, put that. Sorry? I like how you, like how he put that. Like yeah. That perspective. Yes. And so I started dabbling around the idea of having my own business. It was obviously very scary because 
the pressure was still there for me to go to college. And I'm very smart, you know, like I almost was the top performing person in high school or what Americans call valedictorian. So it was, I was always praised for being super smart. And so not going to school was seen as a total no-no. So I had to fight with myself and with people around me slowly but surely to kind of start to understand what business is. Right. And in that process, I read a, a bunch of different books. I, I did like this little course that Tony Robbins has on business. And eventually I read The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. That was the start of it all because he said you could basically have a website and you sell t-shirts and you put a Google ad and everyone will buy. Now, I didn't have t-shirts to sell. <laughs> I didn't know how to get to that either. <laughs> yeah. So I said, I'm going to do a scavenger hunt tour company. I don't know if anybody ever done that before. It was just my idea. So you would basically explore the island through a scavenger hunt which was okay. a fun idea. I created a web page, a one pager, added like $20 of Google ads and nothing happened. <laughs> okay. I had it's no idea. Try. Yeah, I had no idea how to do anything. So that went, that led me down the journey to really understand business better and to be able to take risks and find my own voice, decide what I really wanted. And that's been a pretty interesting journey so far. (laughs) How did you respond to people who weren't supportive of you? Not not going to college. I just told them, okay, this is what I'm doing. And I took, it took me a really long time because I dealt with myself first before I faced them. So It started with me thinking, hey, I'm not doing this. And then I just said, you know what? I'm not going to go to college, like it or not. This is my life, and I don't care. (laughs) Right. And you just kind of went with it. Because sometimes you can't care what other people think. Like, it's easy to listen to everybody's opinion, especially people that you care about. But sometimes it gets you internalize it, and therefore, you don't take action because of it and you end up less happy and as difficult as it is and it's easy it's not easier said than done because a lot of people have been through it like I've been through it but like you can't really listen to what other people have to say otherwise it's just going to stop you from getting to where you want to be in life and sometimes you just have to say screw it and go for it yes exactly and interestingly enough I just I haven't finished it because I had to stop to to record this, but I was just watching this movie called Atlas Shrugged. Apparently it's a book that's really good. I found the movie version, which is the three parts and the actors change in every movie. So it's kind of not that good. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea behind it, <laughs> the idea behind it is you should not care about anyone else but yourself. Which totally. Of course, to me, I'm still processing this, by the way. I obviously haven't even finished the movie. (laughs) It feels so wrong and so right at the same time. Oh, I get it. Once you care about yourself, then you could help others. You cannot pour out of an empty cup. 
So if you're thinking of what will this person think, what will this person do, what will, how will they react? Now all of a sudden you're putting limits on your beauty, your gifts, your purpose, everything that is so you. So right. I'm preaching this, but I'm still like expanding into it as well because it still feels a little bit uncomfortable to be honest. But I feel like as like humans and people who are going after what they want, we're bound to still face obstacles and we're still always going to be in the growth process. If we're looking to grow and we're looking to build something, there are always going to be points in our life where we're, I mean, we're always going to be on that path on the journey. So it's okay to discover new things. And I think this is something that people have a really hard time with. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people think, you know, doing things for yourself is selfish, but really when you take time for yourself, you can best serve other people. And that makes you selfless because you take care of you so that you can help other people. And then you become more fulfilled and you achieve what you want to achieve. But that concept is a very difficult thing for a lot of people to, you know, grasp. At least I had a hard time with it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now it's something that I talk about because for a long time, it was a all about okay making sure you know everybody else comes first and I still feel that way my family my boyfriend friends my business it comes first but it also doesn't come first because if it came first and I allowed myself to to work 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 and just you know give 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 and burn out internally then I'm not the best version of myself and therefore they're not going it's going to affect them so if I can put myself first and if I can take care of me I can be the best version of me to for everybody but it's hard yes it's it's hard it is and if we even go back to that bible verse you know love your neighbor as you love yourself it somehow the part of love as you love yourself was always like deleted somewhere for 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 so many people though yeah that part is just like it's like love yourself, self-love, self-care. And I don't think people realize until you actually say it and put it in perspective that, I mean, we, I'm sure there's so many people who have gotten to the point where they are just like, I'm exhausted. I am tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot give this my all. I need a break. If you give yourself that time, you can then show up as the best version of you. And I think that's what it refers to. So like, I had such, I mean, like I had a hard time with self-care too for a long time. And I talk about morning routines and nighttime routines and, and all of these things and mindset, which mindset I want to talk with you about in a second, but because this goes along with mindset, but unless you take care of you, you're just going to get burnt out. And in, in the long run, it's going to affect you in a negative way. And I'm curious, how did you learn to train your mindset? So you grew up, you know, in a conservative family and you were at the top of your class and you wanted to build this business and you took a different path and you had people that, you know, told you you shouldn't do it how did you shift your mindset like what, what are some of your best mindset tips for people who you know have an idea but are caught up in what other people are thinking because they don't want to either disappoint people or they don't want to put themselves first like what are your, some of your best mindset tips to allow yourself to remove these limitations one of the first things to realize is nobody at the top is doing things like anybody like everyone else Not only that, another thing that really came to me clearly this week is if you're afraid, if you're more afraid of rock bottom than you desire the top, then you will not ever taste the top. 
because in order to succeed, there is a transition period. And this is the part that nobody wants to talk about and nobody wants to admit. There is uncomfortability that needs to happen for you to be shaped and molded and ready in order to become a leader in what you want to do. And if you're not, let's say you don't want to go into business, that's fine, but you need to be the leader of your own life. As long as other people's opinions are influencing you, they are parts leaders in your life. They are the CEO of company you. And you cannot grow the way that you want to grow. You cannot be fully expressed that you the way that you want to be. Not only that, each one of us were is created with a reason for being here. We have, you know, this beautiful combination of gifts that is unique to you. The world needs that. You need that. Your family need that. If all of us honor that, all of us, all what is it, seven billion of us in the world honor that and really go after our own purpose, our own gifts, our own desires, the world would be a lot different because everyone would be satisfied with where they're at. Right? Or and fearful. That, people are fearful. Sorry? People are fearful. Yeah, people are fearful. It's it's scary to be you because once you're you, fully you, you're different than anyone else. So you cannot be looking like, acting like exactly like everyone else. And that's little, um, how do I, crowd mentality needs to be broken for you to fully become who you you were meant to be. But once you break I it, yeah. you find others to join you because there's a lot of, you know, fully real people that are um, expressing who they are. And you start to hang out with those people, which is fine. You find yeah. a new tribe. No, that's so true. Was there a moment in your life where you realized this? Because, you know, like we said from the beginning, like, like we're all, you know, you said we're all brought up in, in this society that's, it's kind of black and white, right? What, mm -hmm. and you said you were kind of like a rebel, right? But was there a point yeah. in your life where you realized these major, like what, was there some, uh, an event or something that took place that made you start to see the world a little bit differently? Because I think it's easy for people to listen to a podcast and be inspired by someone's story, but there's. Like for me personally, there was a point in my life where everything changed and it took me a while to figure that out. But was there a point in your life where everything changed and things just became clear? Besides, you know, some, for some people, maybe it is reading a book, but for some, for some people, maybe it's an event that took place where you're like, oh my God, and your life changed. Yes, there, there's been many little events, but the biggest one that really had me make a 180 was I was sexually assaulted, um, how many, in 2011. <laughs> I don't even know how many years ago it was anymore. And wow. I'm a very go-getter person. So after it happened, I was like, this ain't, this ain't gonna hold me down. I'm gonna make, forget this. I'm gonna put it behind me and continue with my life. I got a promotion the less than a week afterwards, and I started working like crazy. 
eventually that led me to really experience PTSD like nine months later, not when it happened. And PTSD, for those who don't know, is stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's the same thing that war veterans experience. You kind of like replay things and you're afraid of things happening to you again. So for me, how it looked like was every single sound that I heard felt like somebody was coming for me. And that meant that sleeping didn't really go work out so well. (laughs) Yeah. But it also meant that when I was home alone, I would be checking every sound that I heard. So if I'm on and I was rest, I was trying to rest the whole time. So I was usually on the bed chilling. And if I heard one sound, I would stand up, go to wherever that sound came from, check to see if I was safe and then walk back to my room. And it meant that I had to move in with my parents to kind of at least feel a little bit more safe. But it also Mm -hmm. made me have to do the real inner work, the deep shit that Mm -hmm. went further than just the assault. It went deep into my past, my relationship with my parents, how I see the world, how I, um, what I believe from my own experiences. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like I lost myself completely. Like I wasn't laughing anymore. I'm a very joyful, bubbly person. I wasn't laughing. I hated going out in public. I hated being greeted by strangers who would start asking questions because not strangers, you know, acquaintances. I started asking questions because I didn't know the answers. I didn't know why I wasn't working, why I wasn't doing anything with my life. I'm a very determined person. So it was, it felt like shit. And so, yeah, that started a path for me to be like, okay, I need to find a person to become. And I chose to become me and the best version I could of me. So that you chose to, first of all, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That is horrible. And, but but you chose this experience to empower you to do better instead of, you know, obviously there was a period of time where you had to work work through things, but you chose to let it empower you. And what was the, was your initial thought, like when you started realizing, okay, this is, you know, you had PTSD, did you still, because initially you said you thought, you know, I'm not going to let this hold me down and I'm going to go through it. But when you, when it started to really hit you that it happened, Mm -hmm. did you still think, you know, I'm going to, you know, get through this and I'm going to become the best version of me? Or what did that process look like once you really started dealing with these (laughs) inner internal demons and issues that you faced? But at first, of course, I continued saying I'm going to make this work. Like I was crying and afraid of everything, <laughs> but I actually started yeah. a business in between that. <laughs> Some, they say your pain, I say this so often, but like they say that your pain can sometimes bring out your passion and turn into something unexpected. Yes, yes, that, that's what happened. So I, that tour company thing that I mentioned That was about a year after the um, sexual assault happened. Okay. So that that was my escape 
almost. It was almost like a second escape. The first one was work. Then I created a business. That went really well eventually. Not the tour company itself, but um, I started doing YouTube videos that took off like crazy. Eventually, I had to stop that as well because I had to freaking deal with myself. And I used every single thing. I tried every single escape that I could, but it only mm -hmm. got worse. I couldn't. And what the amount of time? In the, in the way of, you know, PTSD, you could still kind of function in between. Like I could work and write something and then, you know, hear an, a sound and go check it. Right. But as the work becomes more because my YouTube channel was growing, you know, I had to be in front of camera to do that. And if I was having right. a, a crazy day when my mind was almost attacking myself, I couldn't think. I couldn't film, I couldn't edit the videos, and I had a sponsor, so I had to keep a particular schedule in regards to that. So it became to a point where I couldn't do it all anymore. It, it felt like everything was falling apart. So I had to choose, either I'm gonna continue forcing this, or I'm gonna take a step back and deal with myself and go through the pain, which looked like me Lying down, I usually was watching TV in the middle of that, but just breaking down, crying a few times a day, dealing with what was happening, not only with the sexual assault, but everything that happened in my past and everything. Like I cried it all out and it was like an ugly time in my life. But that helped me really find myself. That's I mean, I, I think that your outlook on it is absolutely inspiring because so many, we all face obstacles in life, right? And I can tell you're a super bubbly and happy person <laughs> and even the happiest of people, they struggle and yeah. it's something that you can't avoid and sometimes it's worse than others. I mean, I mean, sexual assault is not just, oh, I, you know, had this incident happen with this person, like a, a fight with this person. It's a negative situation. I mean, that's a, that's. It's a really, really awful and traumatic situation. And the fact that you have this positive outlook, um, first of all, shows says a lot about your character and who you are, but it is very inspiring. And I can't imagine how difficult that must have been to get through it and just to have those days where you allow yourself to go through what you need to go through emotionally in order to get to the next level. And I think a lot of times there's so many people out there who, whether it's limiting beliefs, from how we're brought up or you experience something traumatic or, you know, for me, bullying happened, you know, at some point in mm -hmm. our life, in order to remove those limiting beliefs, we have to sit with our feelings. We have to sit with the situations. We need to work mm -hmm. through it so that we can gain the confidence back within ourselves, trust ourselves and begin to love ourselves to take that next step. And avoiding problems is something that I think so many of us are used to, but it doesn't lead to anywhere good. No. Even, I mean, bringing that back to business, which is, you know, definitely not painful as, <laughs> as yeah. the first story, you know, I have to consistently go through the difficulties as well. Like right. right now I'm facing the part where I'm ready now to move out of my parents' house. For sure. 
but that is reflecting in my business as well because moving out means me trusting that the PTSD won't come back again. Not that it has been a problem recently, but it's almost like this. Yes, it's a security. Like, I know I'm safe here. I don't know if I move to another house that I'll be safe. I don't know if it'll happen again. And how is that reflecting in my business? Is there are things that I know I need to do that I don't do because if I have that money, then there's no excuse for me to move out. Right? So I hold on to, I say, oh, I'm struggling in business sometimes. Like, I'm not struggling, struggling, but I could probably, I want to reach new levels. And I hold myself back because reaching a new level means there's no more excuse of I can't move out. And I have to face the real excuse is the insecurity of moving out. You know, it's so interesting you say that because a lot of, of, I, I read a lot, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I take advice from entrepreneurs who are really successful. And a lot of people say that a huge reason that people don't go after their full potential or become the best version of their, themselves is because they are afraid of success. And when you hear yes. people say that, it's like, what is there to be afraid of? Success brings on brings so many good things. But then you think back, okay, well, I've been through these obstacles and there's a lot of internal issues where if you achieve success, that means, you know, for you moving out of your parents' house, you know, it's, you're clearly very capable of it. You're very good at what you do. And, but it brings, you know, risk and other things that we don't want to necessarily face. And so for anyone who's listening to this, you know, who, who, feels that they have the potential to do more and they want to do more, but they feel that something's holding them back and they don't know what it is. Sometimes it goes back to our past and things that we've been through mm-hmm. and things that aren't fully worked out yet. Yeah. And that's causing us to be afraid of like future success and, and more good things. Mm-hmm. So the question to ask yourself in that situation is how is this situation benefiting me? which is a really backwards question because a lot of times we're like, oh, I hate my current situation. I hate that I can't have this. I hate that this always happens. Okay, how is that always happening? Or you stuck in this current situation benefiting you? There's always a reason why. That's so interesting. I feel like this is giving everybody, I'm sure it's giving me so much to think about Mm-hmm. with your current life and your current situation because I think a lot of people you know want success they see success on social media now in the time that we're living in and they want all of these things yet for some reason they just feel stuck and it's like they're not getting there and I think you know reverse engineering is sometimes the best way, way to go and when you take that step back and take that period of time to really internalize be you and becoming self-aware it mm-hmm. then can help propel you to the next place where you're meant to be in life. But until you reverse engineer and ask yourself those backwards questions, you can't move forward. And it's just so interesting that you say this. And I always think about why are people so afraid of success? I get the responsibility. Okay, yeah, more responsibilities. Fine. Okay, but if you're more successful, you figure it out as you go. But a lot of times there's fear underneath all of that. And I Mm -hmm. deal with similar things myself. Certain days I'm like, I should be doing this. 
some days I'm like, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I need a break. Other days it's like, I should be doing this, but I'm not because of other fears and anxiety that I have that I need to work through. And the best thing, in my opinion, I don't know what you think, but is to become very, very self-aware. And it sounds like that's what you did along your Yes. The more self-aware you are, the better. Like there's levels to that as well. Um, what I just, what I just shared about my experience of moving out, that is something that I just dealt with this week. And so there are things now that I'm doing that before was too scary to do because there are so many different attachments to it, fears, fear based Mm. attachments to it. Now I'm ready to move in to this new level, forget, you know, be afraid of success, forget being stuck here in this house. I'm ready for that because I dealt with it. What are some of your best like tips for being able to do that after you, after you, you're, let's say you're, you know, you're in the process of dealing with it, but you're kind of ready to take that next step. What are some of the things that you're doing to help you to move out and to get to the next level? What are the things, like maybe it's a thought process, maybe you have routines in place. What is it that's getting you to be able to push yourself? Always asking myself, where do I want to go? And then why am I not there yet? Which comes back to as well that question of how is the situation benefiting me? But it requires you to be able to almost step out of yourself and analyze the situation if you look at it if you hire a coach that's what they do for them it's easy because they're not you (laughs) they could quickly hear you say something and be like well hello you don't have that like you're struggling because you just said that this is the problem right when we have a problem personally we usually hold it in front of our eyes and then we can't see anything else like if you take a quarter Mm -hmm. or a cent and put it on in front of your eyes you're blind all you can see is that quarter but if you move it away from your eyes and you look a little bit further now you can see the quarter in regards to the big picture and you could also see ways to make that quarter disappear or put it to the side or give it to someone else or even see its value because a quarter is still 25 cents. I mean, you can't buy much with that nowadays, but it's still 25 cents. And every problem is a gift in there. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And another issue is that I think what's holding a lot of people back today, like, you know, everybody has their obstacles, but there's so much pressure. And if we're talking about social media and, you know, creating your own business, you know, there's so many opportunities, but there's also that pressure because we see, you know, you can just scroll through your Instagram feed, half of these people. And I talk about this all the time are on private jets or in, you know, Ferraris and all of these crazy things. And half of it's real, half of it's not real. And how do you know what to believe? And how are these, you know, 17-year-olds making millions of dollars? What am I doing wrong? You know, and it push it, it almost puts this pressure on you where you are avoiding the obstacles more and more and just pushing, pushing, pushing. Therefore, you're not really getting anywhere. So what would you tell someone based on your experience, you know, to who's facing that type of situation because it's so common today where they're like, well, I can't take that time for myself. I can't invest in self-care. I, I don't have time to you know, 
take a step back and deal with my obstacles or I don't have any obstacles because they see what everybody else is doing. What advice would you give to someone who feels that pressure? You will never have all the resources. You just need to become resourceful. And so for me, I mean, I'm just going to give, I'm not going to just throw that out there without a real example, right? For me, it felt impossible to start my business. And for my coaching business in particular, when I started this, even though I was over PTSD, it was still scary because the YouTube channel had to be, I had to quit that because of PTSD. So I was afraid that if I started another business, the PTSD would come back. So I didn't have Mm -hmm. enough time. I didn't have enough money. I was working as a tour guide freelancer back then. So I had to do the scary thing. I had to quit my job, which meant that I had to believe in myself to make this coaching business work. So I would have the time to slowly build it up in a way that I wasn't putting too much pressure on myself and triggering the PTSD up again. Mm-hmm. Is it a pretty description? No. I felt like I went from bad to worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah. now I don't even have the income that I wanted. Right. But you have to become resourceful. And I know you love this story of when I went to Uganda. Yes, I was waiting to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Uganda as a missionary. You know, I was 19 at that time, fresh out of high school. And we were going from village to village helping as many people as we could in the span of one month. So we babysat babies. We painted schools. We played with children. We taught Sunday school. So many different things. But there was this time where they made us stop at a village. And it wasn't because that village needed our help. But it was because they wanted to show us microeconomy at work. Of course, I had no idea what microeconomy was. (laughs) So I was like, huh? (laughs) And I was very tired because we were working so hard. So we arrived there. And this woman shows up like she's part of the organization that's helping this village and she starts telling us and with her story I start waking up because she was showing us this village of women I don't even know what what happened to the men to be honest (laughs) they had nothing but they taught them to use what they had available so that one goat that they had they went to another village borrowed a goat to mate them together so they would have more goats more baby goats instead of eating that goat which is what most people did around there right they took you know their handcraft stuff and started to create more to sell it at different markets all around And they taught the children about sex and HIV because sex is so taboo over there. And everyone was sleeping with each other and getting HIV, which, you know, is a big problem. So, but eventually when we were there, these women were thriving in the middle of nowhere, lacking a lot of resources that we value nowadays. And I thought back at home. 
And when I think of home, I don't just think of my little island in the middle of the Caribbean Sea. I think of the Americas and the Western world and all that. And by the way, Americas is the whole continent from Canada to Argentina. Because <laughs> some people yeah. get that confused. Um, yes. We have so much, so much. We have phones, we have internet, we have education that we value so much, but we don't do no- nothing with it. Like, seriously, look around you and how much you do have. These women, all they had was dirt floors, uh, huts made of woods that you could see through, and, you know, a little roof thingy made of straws. But they made it happen. And that was their version of thriving in where they were at. Your version of thriving, living in the world that we live in and our side of the world is being financially independent, right? Financial freedom where you could could buy anything and you don't need to look at the price. So if we take these women as lessons, we could use those lessons to apply it to ourselves as well. It's not about having all the resources, time, money, um, access, the network. It's not about that. It's about becoming resourceful. How can you get all those resources to you right now? And there's always a way. With internet, man, the possibilities are we endless. Everything. <laughs> we, have yes. we literally have everything. And so many people forget that because we get caught up in whatever it is we're going through, which is very real and understandable, but we also forget gratitude and we forget, you know, what we really have in front of us. And if we don't, there are ways to get it. And it's important to remember that because it's easy to get stuck in a situation where you're like, there's no way out. And that's what you tell yourself, but Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily true. And we have so much more than we think. And when you begin to be grateful for that, you begin to see it and it shows up in your life life true true and i mean that's a whole other subject in regards to vibrational (laughs) alignment and law of attraction and all that stuff which i love to talk about as well i i do too big believer yeah gratitude is a great start for everyone and whenever you're feeling horrible go on a gratitude rampage start thinking being grateful for the smallest things be grateful that you have hands that you have that you can see that you can smell that you can hear um that you have you could see the sky that you have a computer that you have a phone that you have family members you know expand it into more because there's people that don't have none of that absolutely it's it's so important to put them to perspective and I, I think that that's a, I, it's something that I'm a really big believer in. I have a gratitude list and I make it very, very clear every day, you know, for myself, what I'm grateful for, because if the days that I don't, I feel so much worse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so if, if there's, what is one thing that you want everyone to take away from this episode? How limitless you are. You can achieve anything you set your mind to. If your mind can conceive it, you can achieve it. You don't know how, 
obviously, but the how will come. Take that one step in front of you every time and eventually you'll end up somewhere. I think that's so powerful. I'm so grateful to have had you here today. This has been just empowering and I can't wait for everybody to listen. But before we go, would you let everybody know where they can find you? Um, I'll link everything in the show notes, but for those who don't listen to the show notes, this will be very, or read the show notes, this will be very helpful. <laughs> so yes, my website is heyshadia.com. It's where I put everything together now so that they're all easy to find. If you're a coach, once you get there, there's a, a whole toolkit that I created called your first 5k and coaching toolkit. It has so many amazing resources. Check that out. But in regards to social media, I love Facebook. It's the number one place where I connect with people. And I have a Facebook group called the free spirit sheepreneurs. Thank you so much Shadia for being here. This has been again, just so empowering. You are an inspiration and I'm so glad that we connected. I can't wait to make an impact together. And you, what you're doing is, is wonderful. And I wish you nothing but continued success. Thank you so much for having me and asking amazing questions. 